Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday. Huzzah. Goodbye. <laughs> you're not enthused. Why aren't you enthused? I am, I am over-enthused. I'm trying to contain myself. I can tell. I can tell. Are you okay? You perspire. Oh, yeah. No, I'm bit. good. I'm, I'm, uh, I know I'm okay. Is it the heater? <coughs> no, no. It's good. It's do show want, tunes, do Rob. Do show tunes make you hot? Yeah. Unlike, what's that song from Victor Victoria? Paris makes me horny. Oh. Who are we that talking to? That was my to? Julie Andrews at the end of uh, La Jazz Hot. Let's keep For it. For the eight people who know what I'm talking about. You're welcome. Hot. Uh, <laughs> sorry I did it twice. That's okay. <laughs> you know, comedy comes in threes. Yeah, so just wait for this at the end of this episode. <laughs> Ooh. There it is. Hello. Oh, how are you? I'm good. good. I'm real good. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just looked at you like... Ugh. No, no, no. It's just been a long day. Yes. Well, it's been a long, been a long, been a long, been a long day. Oh, Frank Lesser. What about him? Just like. He ain't here. No, but he wrote like seven shows. I mean, like when you think about the output of, you know, the Gershwins, Drum Kern, like they're knocking out songs right and left. Uh, Frank Lesser was like, "Nah, I'm gonna take about two years for each show. I'm, I'm. That's about like, and if you know, maybe more than that." Yeah, but he was also a big composer in Hollywood. The true, that's right. So I think he was also doing a lot of work out there as well. But he was a real. I mean, when you really think of like book music lyrics. He he was a workhorse. I'm trying to think. He was pretty still. Because what, 48 was Where's Charlie? Where's Charlie? And then we had Guys and Dolls in 51. Oh, uh, yeah, 50, 51. And then uh, Most Happy. Most Happy. The uh, Green Willow. I love Green Willow. I love Green Willow. How to uh, Succeed in How Business. How to Succeed. And then he was going to do that senior discretion himself, and then yes, he passed. Yes, and Pleasures and Palaces. Oh, Pleasures and Palaces was right. in there, which never came in, yeah. You know, but it's, it's really wild that he, he just... He's the Adam Gettle of <laughs> Oh, I li- you know I actually like that if you can get your hands on the demo of Pleasures and Palaces, it's oh, really fun. That r- I've seen a record of it. Yeah, I think I showed it yeah. to you. Oh, I think, you think are that is correct. And lightning. Thank it's a you. Phyllis Newman there for you. Oh, That's nice. what she And the title song I think is is very pretty. I love Frank Lesser. Do you? <sighs> how much? Like, 
a, a lot enough that I like Green Willow. But <laughs> you know what's so funny? Very controversial. He always comes up during Christmas time because he wrote, "Baby, it's cold outside." Right. And you know, I this Christmas in light of this climate, I do not want to get in this conversation, but I will if I have to. Um, <laughs> with me or just with anybody? But. Th- I did read a really interesting article that s- tried to give Baby It's Cold Outside the context with which it was written in the 40s that we're using our contemporary sensibilities to impose on it we, the language that they used back then and we are being like well what the heck this is but a lot of the th- meaning that we take for double entendre really wasn't meant that way I mean in the time you're looking at me like I'm crazy no I'm not yeah, I'm oh, listening okay. I'm listening yeah no it was a very interesting argument that like it's not as racy as it seems the that like people really were worried about what your aunt was going to say about the fact that you were not home at a certain time and it was just a different time that that, a lot of that language is not meant to be like the rape anthem that we like to joke about oh that's interesting i always assumed i never even thought of that what i always assumed people got upset about was the say what's in this drink line that he had slipped or something right and even that there's a great uh thing about that that there's the alcohol was not as potent as it was you know that i i some I, people interpret some, some people interpret it as boy as he's made the predator. drink it, it's very strong right, totally or some of them interpret that there's like a Mickey in it there's something hypnol to oh make gosh, it yeah so, oh. no, so you know yeah no I I get it it's a it's it's very interesting it's amazing that one song can can bring up so much but it's I, so he's still, still with us being done for better or worse who less Frank Lesser. Oh yes, he's. I thought it was like he's still alive. <laughs> no, no, no. What I but meant his is his work is still with us. Yes, his work yes, is still with and in the popular like, conscience, not just in the musical theater realm. Yeah, no, the fact yeah. That still no, it's very a pretty contested potent. debate. We, yeah, we we were talking it's about potent, that even potable. before we went potent for on Jeopardy. <laughs> potent potables for a hundred. We were talking about that even before we went on the air. That you know, there's this. You know, do you erase the past when you remove those songs? Or we were talking. Right. There's a thing right now that they want to take down the statue in Columbus Circle right. and rename it because of how Columbus treated the Native Americans. And so that's also a, a big debate right now if that's going to happen or not. Beyond the purview of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what's never stopped us before. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I think we all, when we talk about like political correctness in theater and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, I think if you want to listen to our episode with Kathleen Marshall, because I think she had talked about that a lot in terms of approaching things like yeah. the pajama game, yes, where originally the character was supposed to be um, a, a full-figured woman. Oh, and he was like a woman. I was he like no? Yeah, the oh, I, they were like poking fun. Yeah, at the idea was that the only woman he could get was the woman who didn't yes. look like everybody else, yes. and so why she changed that for the revival and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's interesting. I mean, when does something become distracting, and when does it become we're erasing history? Right. You know, I mean, there's a very very thin line. There's so many musicals that oh, her Babes in Arms story that she told, which was it was originally a number for the Nicholas Brothers, and oh, you want right. to do the show. And there's this one number that just happens to... It's like that part in Holiday Inn when you watch the movie and then all of a sudden it's like so good and then you're like, oh, why has there got to be a blackface scene? Or all those Mickey and Judy movies where like right. at the end you're like, oh my God, they're all in black... Excuse right. me, blackface. That's how they were going to perform it. <laughs> but they were doing blackface up on on uh, like variety shows up until the 60s. Yeah. Until people were like, oh, uh, guys, can you really do this? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we can't do that today. Yeah. I, w- I read... Such an interesting article years ago, and I thought, don't yawn. I thought, <laughs> you can tell you don't have to stifle the law. Yawn. No, um, you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Cough it up. I always thought this would make such an interesting 
musical or movie. All right. This was I read this article about 15 years ago. Um, the state of Florida funded artists to go to community centers and perform for the people living in senior living. Mm. And so they would sing like songs of their era and generation. Right. And there was a guy, I can't remember his name, who was in his 80s, but he was an Al Jolson imitator. Oh, my gosh. So he would go and put on blackface oh. and do Al Jolson. Yeah. And from him and for the people he was performing for, it was perfectly acceptable. This was... That the was entertainment a, that of their was youth. an entertainment that they used back and then, then people started complaining to the state of florida going yeah you are you're paying for somebody to do blackface this is inappropriate um and the uh, and then the, the the argument was well he's performing a media that they would have been interested in they would have so i don't i always that's thought that's a tough one i'm like i always thought that would be a fascinating play like here's a man who's only artistic credit is performing this dying controversial art form. I don't know. I think there's some sort of story good, there, Rob. and I don't know what it is. Mm, yeah. So if anyone wants to take it and run wow. with it, just send me the royalties. That's fascinating. Or don't, donate to Patreon. <laughs> wow. Sorry. No, that's good. Sorry. I just thought that was... Plugging in. Isn't that fascinating, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He That was his thing. He was Al Jolson. And the and the... The senior home audiences loved it, mm-hmm. and they interviewed a lot of African Americans that were living in the senior home, and they had no problem with it. So it's—I don't know—I find it so interesting, right? That part of history too. I just and find it was so such a fascinating part. For, and you, everyone can have their own opinion on it. Oh, of course. I'm just saying that I think it's—it's it's a really fascinating story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's it. That was cool. my favorite thing. <laughs> what idea is your for favorite thing today? Oh, it's a musical. Okay. We haven't covered this one before, oh. which kind of surprises me because I was kind of like, oh, we must have done this at some point, and we haven't. We're going to go to the 1984 Broadway musical theater season. Oh, my. Gosh, it's, I just saw Tumbleweed pass through my brain. <laughs> like, there's not much that year. That's Destry Rides again. <laughs> that's what you're seeing. You're seeing Destry Rides again, Flash. Um. It, it was a fertile period, yeah. And uh, for for a group of composers, it was um, if you remember on the Tonys uh, that year, they celebrated the works of um, Sondheim and Jerry Herman and Candor and Ebb, and they mentioned oh, yes. Maltby and Shire because those were the four folks that were nominated for best musical. In fact, the musical that we're talking about today was one of those best musical nominees, but it did not win. Okay, it uh, is by Candor and Ebb. It. Features the um, rink. It is the rink. We have never talked about the rink. We haven't. I've gone through everything. The rink has never been on our list. Crazy. I want to go around the rink. The The rink. rink. There's nothing to. Ah, ma. Yeah. Don't ah, mommy. Ah, mommy. (laughs) I mean, don't ah, mommy. That's the title. Oh, (laughs) genius. And colored lights. Oh yeah, of course. I was sitting on a sand dune in Santa Cruz, or was it Monterey? Well, anyway. Thank you. I'll be here all week. No, I, I love that. I was just because I and just remembered I played that Ruthie Henschel. We did a benefit oh, yes. a month and a half ago, yeah. and I played. I was like, "How do I know that song?" She sang. She never sung it before, and we did that song. Oh, and so she good. is an incredible song. Marry me, give in, and well, marry a great me. Song. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who are not aware, the rink was a Candor and Ebb star vehicle for Cheetah Rivera. Uh-huh. The story was going to tell this woman um, who ran uh, a roller rink. Mm-hmm. The roller rink was about to be closed down. She uh, had a husband 
Husband is no longer in the picture. She had a daughter. The daughter is an adult daughter, no longer in the picture. And it was about what happens the day she's about to close the rink for the last time before the wrecking ball comes. And her daughter, who she had not seen in years, shows up again. Uh Uh-oh. And protests and says, we should not be closing this rink. There's so many memories here for me. And the mom is like, well, well, then where the hell have you been? Right. And over the course of two intermissionless hours... For real? Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they come to this understanding about their relationship. And then as, as the show ends, uh, the daughter introduces her mother to her granddaughter because she's had a d- child all this time. Surprise! And it's three generations of women all coming together for peace and moving forward. And the wrecking so, ball slowly And the wrecking ball in. slowly comes no, in. That's wrecking amazing. I didn't know played it was... by Nell Carter. And there's a lot um, of roller skating in this uh, production? Oh, b- Move over, Starlight Express. <laughs> Go back under the sea, little See mermaid. See Finding Nemo. We, yeah. got, we got stuff. So anyway, so Candor and Edward wanted to create a star vehicle for Cheetah Rivera. And Liza Minnelli heard of this. And she said, I will do anything to be in this production. Wow. She goes, you don't have to pay me a lot. She goes, you don't have to. Yeah, she, <laughs> she goes. Said, I yep. will. She goes. I loved working with Cheetah on Chicago when she went in for Chicago. She loved Candor and Ebb. Mm-hmm. She said, "I will do anything." She goes, "I will have two lines. I just want to be in this." So they put her in as the daughter. Right now, the daughter is supposed to be an ex druggy, an ex hippie, kind of frumpy. And when you think frumpy, you don't think Liza Minnelli. Mm-mm. You had me until the frumpy part. You th- <laughs> Sorry. sorry. You think you think sparkles. Yes. You think sequins. Mm-hmm. You think show business. I think hits on each of the orchestral yeah. hits and like a hum, uh, drum, up. Uh, uh. Now, people that are objective said that Liza Minnelli's performance in this was really quite good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what the audience wanted to see. If you say it's going to be Cheetah Rivera right. and Liza Minnelli, you don't want two women just yelling at each other for twenty for two hours no, about how badly s- they're like. Oh, yeah, and if you look at tough. the original costumes, like Liza Minnelli, her hair is like all gross and stringy and she's wearing a turtleneck like god first of all i want to say this god bless her yes because it would have been very easy for her to say i'm going to come in and i'm going to do what i know yeah do another act do another lies with the z special which she already had done but yeah but to come in and be like no i am a serious actress and i will unglamorize myself for this role i will do it so the the original show with candor and the book was originally going to be by a guy named albert inarato who wrote a very famous play called gemini yes he left and then terence mcnally took over and this is the first of the terence mcnally candor and ebb collaborations of which there's going to be many um so the show opens it does not get the best reviews um most people complaining that this is not the lies Minnelli we really wanted plus it's Liza Minnelli's overshadowing Cheetah Rivera's, you know, just just persona-wise. They got along very well, but just persona-wise, that's right. happening. Um, and Liza Minnelli, unfortunately, gets really... They don't get the best reviews. Um, and it's public knowledge, and everyone knows this, but allegedly she started drinking and drugging again. She and had some And she had to go to Betty Ford. When she left, Stalker Channing took over the role. And this was, you know, pre... West Wing, Stalker Channing, pre-House of Blue Leaves, Stalker Channing, pre-Six Degrees, Stalker Channing. So she's a fine actress, but not like the name people were wanting and ticket sales tanked. So even though The Rink did not have the the greatest of times the first time out, um, the score 
is absolutely incredible. We've mentioned some of them. Marry Me, which is a great song for guys. Uh, Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, um, which is Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. Dun, dun, dun. It's a uh, classic Henry Dub thing. Dun, do, dun, 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 doing what some dun, 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 Cook dun, dun, and dun, Bottle dun, Washer dun. does. That's my favorite what is it again? lyric. Uh, doing what some cook and bottle washer does like no description like just like that's the lyric like i almost feel like fred i was like i'm tired <laughs> like like you know he was gonna come up with a great you metaphor yeah. and he's like doing what some cook and bottle washer does great everyone happy <laughs> um don't awe mommy is great colored lights um blue crystals um which is a, another wonderful song from there but the the co- the company of men in their lives was only played by six men that were on roller skates. Yeah. So that was the ensemble. It was Cheetah Rivera. Um, I was going to say Angela Lansbury. Cheetah Rivera, <laughs> Liza Minnelli, and six men on roller skates. Who were some of those six men? Scott Ellis. Oh, my gosh. Ron Carroll. <laughs> and Jason Alexander. Isn't that funny? Just to mention a few. He's the one that sang that Marry Me and song. And he sang Marry Me. Yeah. Um, we've asked him to be on this podcast, and he said the next time in New York, He's going to be on our podcast. All right, then. So we will ask him about the rink. All we want to do is talk about your your show is the musical theater. Yes. No, we haven't touched the, the S word. No, 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 no. We will not be there. We were only going to talk about Jerome Robbins That's Broadway right. and the rink. And then this, I think, is really cool. And then we're going to move on. At the end of the show, the set the whole time was this roller rink. That was the set of the whole show, this roller rink. And at the end of the show, as the three generations climbed the stairs to the exit, the entire set, except the stairway, went up into the flies. Wait, what? So it was just the three women silhouetted against a sunset. So this set, which had been on stage for two hours, it wow. never moved, just like flew up into the flies. Full originally, on Pippin. The I- full on Pippin. Uh, the idea originally was that the show was going to be off Broadway. Huh. And I think it probably would have been great off-Broadway, but because of the star salaries, it could not be mm-hmm. an off-Broadway house. If you want to hear more about The Rink, uh, listen to our episode with Sue Frost, because Sue worked on that show. Right. And she had some good stories about it, too. So listen cool. to The Rink, Liza and Cheetah. There's a British version. Don't listen to that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, they did a British version. And I'm always okay. surprised that it hasn't come back either mm-hmm. at Encores or mm-hmm. Mufti version, or 54, yeah. you know, with um, you know, Patti Lapone and uh, Though th- just the title alone is dated. Yeah. We don't have that. Yeah, we don't have. We a don't rink even know anymore. what that means anymore. And what is a ring? I grew up going to one, but that was the I'm the last of that generation. That really. Yeah, does. it's it's a it's a whole different you know? it's a whole that different li- thing. The idea of going someplace and skating. And but take a listen to the score because it, yeah. it really is something. It's really, it up. Something incredible. Um. So that's mine. It's the rink. We've never covered it. Kevin. What- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply yours well i have a person (gasps) 
This is a person that I would have loved to have talked to on our show, but we've lost him far too a while ago. Um, and I first became aware of him um, because of I don't I I'm gonna say it was the nervous set. The 1959 Beatnik musical, if you will. It, the Beatnik I mean, musical. It really is. It. it is the musical that is like, if you look up, you know, um, Jack Kerouac, you would find this musical. I mean, like, it is of its era that, hey, man, uh, like, what's going I mean, it's very, like, cool cats, you yeah, know. Groovy. And this guy was in it. He also um, was married to one of the most famous costume designers that ever graced Broadway. Um, he was in. Uh, oh, is it Tom Aldrich? It is. Good job. Wow. You know. Wow. I just want to just talk about Tom just for a couple minutes. Uh, Tom Aldridge. I, of course, younger listeners, you may know him because of well, Into the Woods. He was the narrator, and you, everyone knows. Once upon a time, and you just know his voice. He was, he was just notorious, yeah. and he's just like. But he, this is a man who was nominated for five Tony nominations. He was in plays and musicals. He was married to Tony Aldridge, who was like you know goddess costume yes. designer but he started his career in 1959 in the nervous set he was in where's charlie he was in rex in 1976 he was in on golden pond which got him a tony nom he's in little foxes with elizabeth taylor um and then of course into the woods and most recently uh he was in Twen 12 angry men on broadway in 2005 before he passed away a couple years ago i mean a couple years after that he won the emmy award he was in tons of character television stuff tons of tv yeah. um and he cut his teeth in the 60s with joe papp at the delacourt theater he did tons and tons of outdoor shakespeare all of that he you know is one of those actors that navigated the crossroads that could easily be forgotten because he was a working actor his whole life they i don't know if you're going to talk about this they said one of his greatest performances was in this play called sticks and bones yes where um it was it was a parody uh, or as a satire on the 1950s like wholesome family but one of the sons had gone to Vietnam and had come back blind. Uh. Um, and they said his performance in that was like one of the best performances anyone ever saw. This father whose like wholesome idea of the world just crumbles in front of him. They said it was like oh, brilliant. Man. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, it, people like that are the, you know, yes, we have our great actors that we get accolades and they've won all the awards. But some of the greatest actors are the ones who didn't get to have all of that. Yeah. People like him that, you know, was nominated five times, but it just never happened for whatever reason. I think winning is doesn't have as much to do about talent, but yeah. just has to do with the timing and all of the other political things that go on. But people like him, to me, are the real successes of this business who were working steadily mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the a young age, were a part of every single facet of it, and some of the highest profile things as well as the smaller profile things. Um, television, film, theater, he did it all. Did did people in New York know who he was? Yeah. But oh, did yeah. people in other cities know who? No, probably not. But he made a living and he did it. And uh, to me, that's like a real success in this business. And he would have been the ideal person to have talked to on this oh, podcast. Oh, I wish we could have had you him. Know? I wish we started and, this And so that legacy. Sooner. And I was truly shocked to find out that he had been married to Tony Aldridge for that long, you know, 60 years until she died. Yeah, they had a lot. Yeah, she, she predeceased him. They had a really, really mm -hmm. long marriage. Yeah. Um, and that performance in Into the Woods is just wonderful. And we have it preserved. And it's preserved. And he was the mysterious man, too. Yes, of course. He does both. He was in Passion. Uh-huh. He wasn't supposed to be in Passion. Oh, really? Yeah, they cast someone else. And then that person didn't work out, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to come be 
come back back yes, in this please. show? Yes, please. He's like, yes. Yeah. Um, but what a great yeah, actor. Yeah, I've always been a fan. And when I, you know, the nervous set has always been a secret little favorite musical of mine. Um, and every time I hear his voice on there, I always giggle because I think, my goodness, this man has literally been doing this for decades and decades and decades. May every actor have that you career. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's just a whole bunch of those journeyman actors that consistently do good work. Yeah. Consistently do good work. And they're never going to be above the title. No. Or, or they're never going to be a household name. Right. Um, but yeah, they should be. At least the, he was a household name to me growing up because I was aware of his work. But he never had his Sweeney Todd moment. He never had like that. He was in definitely in big plays and stuff like that. But um, I just, w- it is, you know, part of the mission to k- keep those people's memory alive as well. If anyone has any memories of Tom, um, you know, please share them. Well, Chip Zion mentioned that he was yeah. a really lovely guy and yes. enjoyed working with him. But if anyone has any performances that they remember, please, please, please. Do share, yeah. Because we would love to know more about him and the legacy that he left behind right. artistically. And when did he pass away? 2012, you said? Ooh, yeah, I think. I'm sorry uh, to have that off. No, no, no. It was a few years ago. Yeah, though. no, it was a couple yeah. years ago. Bless his... Oh, I wish we could... There's so many times, Kevin, that I'm like, I wish we could have started this sooner. I know. And sat down hey, with but some. I'm glad we did. Hey, listen, we're, really getting, we're, we we're getting great stories now. Yeah. Um, so Tom Aldridge mm-hmm. is yours. Yeah. And mine and yours is was the rink. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Candor and Abs, oh, the, the rink. rink. Tell us who your dream <laughs> casting is for the revival of the rink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be on rollerblades. It'll be on. Ro- oh, they should do that. It'll be. Pa- it should be a skater musical. It'll yeah. It'll actually just be like those little skateboards that are like have like sk- scooters. Oh yeah, that's what you we know? want. Is Cheetah Rivera on a razor? Yeah, going around. She could do it again. Still, she, please. She, it's either that or Merlin, whichever one she oh wants God. to do. Trusted Merlin. She can do a revival of Jerry's Girls. Oh. Oh. I said, never mind. <laughs> We're going to let that one go. <laughs> We're going to let that go. That's for another time, <laughs> another place. Uh, so take a listen to the rink and then see if you can get yourself some. Tom Aldridge. Tom Check out. Aldridge. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.